Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we make ourselves sick with glee over our favorite TV show, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're on the 21st episode in the series, Flu Attack, a.k.a. The Flu. The Flu. <laughs> original. <laughs> this <laughs> Original, exactly. This is literally what it's one of my all-time faves i think um i think it would definitely be in a mix that i like gave a new fan to watch <laughs> as an example of just sort of like the way the their friendship is and is bonded it also ends with like you know the charity work community event that ties <laughs> it together i mean it's i think it's a really good example and very very funny yeah, I agree. I think they're all really leaning into their personalities in this one, too. Yeah. Um, and I think it's uh, it works because, you know, when you're sick, that's often when you're the most vulnerable, but also the least approachable, um, yeah. which we will definitely see. Um, but I agree. It exaggerates definitely... your bad qualities. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would put it on a compilation for sure. An intro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> intro to the golden girls yes exactly um yeah this one just it feels classic for some reason um maybe it's just because every time it comes on i'm very excited that, that it's that it's on i don't know um but yeah the the going back to what i was saying about like sort of that community event the social event of the season it, it cracks me up because this is such a, a picture of this era that like is really largely lost today in the way that we like communicate with the world. It reminds me of that book Bowling Alone. Have you ever heard of that or read that oh, book? No. It was like it was talking about how, you know, like through the 90s, but especially into today that we've lost like community centers or just a lot of like public interest infrastructure or like, you know, everybody used to belong to like Lions Club or, you know, the Rotary or the Ladies Aid and all this type of um, just, I mean, literally just community work. And it's talking about bowling leagues being a part of that and just ways you would interact with people and not hyper specialize um, you know, given like your, your social circle and there's less and less of that. So it's just like, it's funny, like the social event of the season is actually a community uh, event to celebrate giving back, which is interesting. And I feel like, you know, there's, we, we both live in New York. There's definitely, you know, this and that charity event, or, you know, we work for nonprofits, we each have our galas and, and fundraising events, but there's just like so many. And I just love that this is like a collective Miami you know, seemingly older person skewed, however, like still like, a, you know, a, a, a collective event where people come from, um, you know, different parts of town. And it's, it's a really cool idea. Yeah. And I love that they're honoring. First of all, I love that they're revealing who wins the award at the banquet. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And you know, my love of surprise. Yes. <laughs> It's a good thing I didn't know who was winning. Um, but I also really like that um, these women are all active in the charitable the charitable work mm -hmm. that they're doing, but they're not like they're not billionaires, obviously. And I feel like both of us or I don't want to speak for you, I guess. But my experience is that like working for nonprofits, we honor rich people who will give us money for honoring them. Absolutely. Right. Like that's like how Absolutely. it is now. Um, oh, yeah. So it's cute to see that that. I mean, you know, it's hard to say in like what was going on in Miami in the 80s, but at some time <laughs> we did reward pure, honest intention. So that's nice. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like, it feels like everyone's connected. So like, why wouldn't you honor some of 
like us, like we are doing the work, right? Not just douchebag McGee who just happens to have exploited workers like somewhere else, but here he gave to the firehouse. Exactly. You know, (laughs) it's so ridiculous. I also love that like Blanche also is like, I mean, beyond the, uh, speaking of firehouses, (laughs) beyond, beyond what, you know, she was uh, working on for um, her more lofty social achievement of slipping her tongue to every fireman in the county. But it's just kind of funny. It's an interesting turn for her character where we do see that she is involved in things beyond her just self-interest, despite also like the, the many, many suitors that she almost got married this year. She somehow managed to have time to also give back. Yeah, she was so close to getting married all those times, but she couldn't find a guy decent enough to bring her to this charity ball because she's sick and doesn't look great. Like, yeah, crazy. Um, also, on that topic, <laughs> at least I have a man. Like, get out of here. I hate that line, and it's so stupid. Um, but I also like the uh, scorpion tattoo guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I would totally love to have him as my date. He's got some fucked up stories, man. It's great. Yeah. And Raul. Who doesn't want Raul? Well, of course. Raul is the winner. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, and, okay, so this opens with them in the kitchen. So before they get sick, obviously, you know, yeah. that's a spoiler, I guess, but read the title. Um, before they get sick, um, <laughs> so full attack. Sophia is making a garment for Dorothy and she's measuring her with a yardstick in the kitchen, which is so funny because it's like obviously just another play on like how the height disparity. Um, So cute. And the way that so when Rose comes in and she's like not feeling well and Dorothy, the way that Dorothy reacts is like, what achy? How achy are you? You should leave. Like that is. Yeah, Yeah. that I feel like is so relatable when you live with roommates or like you hear that somebody's sick and you're like, or like I mean it hits differently now for sure but like when my biggest pet peeve is like when somebody comes into the office and they're like sneezing everywhere and obviously sick, oh, it's like yeah. go home <laughs> oh my god it's insane I also do love that scene too because she's <laughs> she Dorothy is running down the types of aspirin that they have available <laughs> yeah. which I think also is a very 80s thing right like all of this like commercial like products of just like this different type and this different brand and it's you know just how many x number of ways can we sell this fucking thing to you um but it's it's also very true for like a whole house of old ladies like of course they're gonna have every possible variety of a pain reliever that they can have um yeah it's just it's a great little bit um and, uh, you know, the whole bragging of, like, Dorothy saying, like, you know, she's a hypochondriac, of course, and then Blanche bragging about, like, she never gets sick. I treat my body like a temple. <laughs> yeah, open to everyone, day or night. I mean, that's, that might, that also is, like, one of the classic lines that, like, maybe, like, one of the first ones I, I like, basically had memorized from the series, which is also probably why this episode is helping to feel like a classic to me. Oh, yeah. It, and, and you know what else Um, it calls to to memory when rose um it's much later but uh when rose has the drug problem and she's like does anyone yes. see my pills when she walked in the kitchen i was like oh wow like i i, I could have i could have wondered whether or not this was that episode you know like that scene was so yeah. which for the first season i feel like is um you know just a nod to to how long they're able to make mm-hmm. that like dynamic last um so then they cut to, which I think is also like a very iconic visual when the three of them are on the couch and they're doing the hear no evil, yeah. speak no evil, like that, oh, you know, that's a, I know, it's so perfect. It's great. Even an amateur um, Golden Girls fan has that in their Instagram, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Speaking of memes as well. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so the I think what's really impressive too about this episode to me every single time. So they're on the couch and they're all sick. They all are such good sick person actors. Like the voices. I think I, I like every time I think about this, I try to pretend that I have a stuffy nose and I just sound like a douche. Like I don't don't sound good at all. It's actually really, really impressive. Like how well they sort of play the stuffed up role um, without overdoing it, you know, but just making it like obvious that they uh, have the flu. Yeah. And, and this is sort of, um, I think the picture of what I was talking about when like, they're all really portraying who they are. Like, so Blanche has the line where she's like, isn't it amazing how I can feel so bad and look so good. (laughs) And then Rose comes in with her hot toddies, which are like all alcohol. (laughs) She's just like drinking like a ton of whiskey. Exactly. I know. (laughs) See, that I was just pretty good. Like an idiot. Um, right. <laughs> but you know, of course, like Rose is super. In spite of having a fever and feeling sick and whatever, she's this like incredibly bright and cheerful person, um, mm-hmm. which really grates on all of them, but especially on Dorothy. Oh yeah, and that's actually what strikes me this time too is that is actually what B. Arthur thought about Betty White in real life right that she just like they they didn't get along famously now after B had passed away like sort of the cat was out of the bag that they didn't really get along very well um but what is interesting is just like it was kind of in that vein of just like how can you be so disgustingly cheerful <laughs> just the Arthur so grounded in reality it was just like totally miffed that Betty White just seemed to be in a good mood all the fucking time yeah it's just amazing and I think maybe you know I don't feel that way in my real life but I think when I'm sick like that is the type of sick person I am like leave me alone don't talk to me I don't want anything I'm fine don't talk to me please (laughs) she really I I mean I really noted too that like she really is the crankiest worst sick person and if you are not that kind of sick person or you are a well person around that lady oh my god I would be like get the hell out of here be fine go watch whatever you want you know I don't want to fight with you the continuing story Um, of another world (laughs) You know what's actually funny? Rue McClanahan appeared on that yes! soap opera. Yes! Oh, what a tidbit. <laughs> or that soap opera, whatever. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, also, another fun tidbit that I read about in our uh, favorite book uh, was that uh, the director of the episode was basically like, everyone after we filmed this episode like felt like we had the flu. Because <laughs> again, like, they're so good at acting, but they had to be like this deflated, sick person the whole time that you would totally you know, get it in your head that you're like, oh man something going around a lot of that going around yeah um and we have another okay so they're sick right they have another house call doctor yeah. but this time it's a lady <laughs> count it <laughs> also i noted this was 50 dollars. <laughs> how much was elliot's i forget i don't remember because it was so i think it's probably 50. yeah that sounds right yeah, yeah exactly but yeah um, but yeah, and there's also a trans joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really appreciate that. Just it's just played off as a little female doctor humor. Like, speak for yourself, woman. Yeah, it's girl. pretty <laughs> I it's another um, you know, with the these will continue to pop up in, in small doses, I think, but it's a pretty uh transphobic moment and I think it's um you yeah. know, it's a sign of the times and whatever. But the whole exchange is bizarre because Blanche, it starts because Blanche is like, oh, I don't really believe a female doctor's ever examined me before. And it's like, you've right. never had a female, do- I mean, I, I guess maybe in the 80s, but like, you've had children, like, you- never? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was. 
exactly i didn't even think about that from an ob perspective or a midwife for christ's sake like but i guess the south was a different (laughs) a different time you know the women are on the porch exchanging uh pecan pie recipes um so the Uh, the three of them are definitely (laughs) the focus of the episode i think uh blanche dorothy and um rose but sophia the way that sophia is peppered throughout this episode is perfect um when she has that totally bizarre story about the widow caravelli's ear self and she's eating raisins (laughs) yes which is just for some reason i can't i can't actually like picture these lines in my head without picturing the raisins (laughs) (laughs) and she's like i'm old i'm supposed to be colorful because it's actually one of her more bizarre stories that this like lady or this idiot rather uh invented pestos But yeah, it's it's a really good, um, you know, like weaving of Sophia throughout. And of course, like the, you know, the reveal that she's actually the the winner when the rest of them have been fighting over who's more worthy is perfect, right? Like, because you don't, you don't actually think about the fact that she's actually in there doing community work. But of course, she's the best one. And it's it's just great, you know, and she does her Sophia thing where she like, you know, just very lightly makes them feel guilty in that perfect mother and grandmotherly way without actually saying it at the end with her speech and, you know, unifies them all back together. Even Rose, who actually, if you look closely, is not clapping for <laughs> Sophia because she's so bewildered that she didn't she didn't win. I actually looked carefully for that this time because I'm usually focusing on Dorothy's, like, exclamation. But it's great. She is, like, she, Rose plays, you know, Betty White plays it perfectly because Rose is, of course, like, the competitive edge. And she, like, yeah, happy for Sophia, but what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, I mean, also, even when she's explaining to Dorothy why she won't win and she's like, not enough people like you. Sorry. The sorry <laughs> yeah, is exactly. so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, the tension and the chemistry and the timing, it all really just comes together they're so perfectly in this episode um Mm -hmm. and i think we do we absolutely need to talk about the scene where um dorothy has what we believe to be heating pad (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's a classic like you know roundup of like the sexual moments of the golden (laughs) girls that would make people be like oh my gosh like a vibrator joke like it's amazing and i clearly didn't get that like way back uh when i watched this the first couple of times but as soon as i did get it it, i was very very pleased that they snuck that yeah i don't know if you've had this happen to you but i remember the first time i watched i don't know if it was this one or if it's the one where they're talking about um like orgasming the first time you had sex but i remember Mm -hmm. the first time i watched it and got it and being like no Oh, that can't be is that what they mean <laughs> you know like <laughs> you're so concerned no well i mean i was like 15 watching it for the 10th time yeah, so. no. exactly exactly um the so going you know they, they obviously have that fight and that's that's also a very real thing right they're talking about like the cap and the big love for love. like this is a, <laughs> such a roommate thing too of just like we're all in our worst moods ever because we're all sick with the same thing we're all using these various you know amenities around the house and people are you know just every single thing that a roommate would have done to irritate you irritate you 10 <laughs> times more and it's just great but i love that when they finally get into like you know, Blanche is basically like kind of very sternly yelling at Rose, you know, in the kitchen talking about how she's, she's a nerd. 
and Rose about like starts to respond and then breaks down crying I'm like it's me that's me <laughs> in the middle of an argument that's exactly so true to life for me I'd just be like all right I'm gonna escalate and it just hurts too bad and you just lose it like especially when you're sick are you kidding me oh my god I, I love that scene because that's just so perfect <laughs> it's so funny that calling her a nerd is what breaks her um but yeah, at the beginning exactly. of that when I think it's Rose asks uh if there's any orange juice left and B. Arthur just like there's no lines right like it's crazy to steal a no, scene yeah. when you're not speaking but she pours the juice into her cup and then she kind of shakes it so there's not even a drop yeah, a left like, it's so good <laughs> I love it it's perfect it, again it's all that the the quiet uh, you know the the silent humor is just they're perfect in this again with like going back to the hear no evil speak no evil see no evil it's wonderful um I would also like to note that the <laughs> those pussy willow sticks that Blanche are holding from transplant they they show up in the background yeah. here. <laughs> I was like oh man there they are yeah. recycled exactly exactly oh god um and then the um the other thing I wanted to call out too which I thought was wonderful especially for an English teacher is when they're all discussing kind of early on about like being like oh you know after the doctor comes like oh we have the flu and like we're not going to be able you know, I'm not going to be able to attend the banquet. None of us is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a perfect, perfect, like proper grammar nod. Like no one talks like that. None of us is instead of none of us are. I just thought that was great. I was like, way to go writers, like making sure that we've got the real deal. In there. <laughs> the writing in this is amazing because so after they have, after Rose cries because she's frustrated and they all kind of like reconcile, <laughs> right. they're only reconciled for like two minutes, right? Before like oh, they yeah. start competing over who's going to win. And Dorothy to get the so they're all going around like basically praising each other which is which is nice but yeah. then nobody praises Dorothy so she's like <clears throat> yeah. and then Rose is yeah. like Dorothy why don't you use your handkerchief <laughs> so yeah funny. exactly or at the end when Rose is like well I guess that settles it I guess <laughs> I won the award <laughs> And I already mentioned this line, but the whole, like, oh, I'm sorry, like, slipping your tongue to half the fire in the county was a more lofty social <laughs> achievement. Like, that's just, that is also a brilliantly written line. It's fantastic. It's great. And also, it's um, great. I mean, it's in line with who she is, but, like, Blanche's idea to use a real person for a CPR class is insane. <laughs> and also that the Miami Fire Department would be like, yes, we need a live body. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Also, did you do just the breathing part? Yeah, that's CPR, and not the pull. Like this, the the part you really need to practice is not the slipping your tongue <laughs> part. I'm just saying. <laughs> Come on now. Oh God. But yeah, this one has. It's a great wrap up. It it works really well to create animosity without it going like overboard and where they get dramatic. Well, I'm moving yeah. out by the end of the month. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very realistic it really sucks everyone's together you know it's just it's just so um it's just such a great yeah episode. so it's great and I have two I have a couple things so first of all at the banquet <laughs> break out yeah, your list at the banquet Sophia is wearing this amazing sequin top that I <gasps> lo- you know what I'm talking about of course yeah her skirt is so glittery and gold and it is just, it, it's perfect it's for amazing. the top. And in the beginning of the episode, Blanche is wearing a floral suit, like a top and bottom, which I love yeah. so much. Um, <laughs> but on the fashion, they have Don Johnson's coat at the oh, banquet. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Again, we just Miami Vice all over the place. Like, that, you know, like we said, it was just, just of the moment. 
Um, apparently in real life, like B. Arthur laughed hilariously at that outfit. Like she just <laughs> couldn't believe she just really thought that was a perfect joke because it was so ridiculous. But of course, of the moment, everybody worships Miami Vice, yeah. etc. Um, it's really funny because I there was no comment about like what B. Arthur thought about the whole like nice and easy Ed storyline in that book. And like, so I wonder if like they filmed this one first or she like I could easily see her being like, all right, this is what's yeah. Miami But apparently in this exact scene where they're just like we're gonna send his clothes she thought that was brilliant <laughs> yeah and i mean of the time for sure he was such an iconic dresser yeah. but it's it's just wild <laughs> that like over the course of like three episodes or something we're already two miami vice references and one is like built around yeah. like one episode is like built around the miami vice yeah thing, a third so of the like... episode is exactly exactly <laughs> Um, also on the banquet, and you, you know, you and I discussing how we are very familiar with nonprofit galas. Um, the the sort of like hook of bringing Don Johnson and having him appear at this event to sell tickets, and then he's not there. <laughs> like that, you're gonna be in trouble, I think, for some yeah. refunds, like, or unless the people of Miami are very, very understanding of Don's, uh, you know, schedule. But I feel like they probably a lot of people bought tickets just. Yeah, to they see couldn't him. even get like a surrogate, like the other guy on Miami Vice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could have yeah. had Ed talk about truth. You know, it's a lot, of, a lot of different things. Um, yeah, this one is maybe maybe my first one my favorite one in the first season i don't know that i would like sign Uh a contract that said that but i really (laughs) love it yeah it's wonderful is that all you got all righty cool well join us next time we're going to discuss how stamp collecting and a historical knowledge of vikings can maybe get you a hospital administrator job (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye